All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Bruins Take Podcast. Benjamin Paris, Tyler Tolbert, Kel McDavid, and William's gone again. Kel, uh, he's battling through some things, but uh, what's going on with William? What's what's our update this week? <laughs> you know, a couple weeks ago, he was out with a little bit of an allergy attack, asthma attack. So this week, he had the allergy scratch testing, which I've had done. But if you've ever had that done, it's not the most pleasant. If you're allergic to what they're scratching you with, it makes you very itchy and irritated on your back. So that's where he's at right now. There, There's a lot of things... Uh, that are painful, notorious, and as time has gone on, you think that medicine um, has been innovated. There's got to be a better way than scratch <laughs> tests. I mean, my parents got scratch tests. My siblings have had scratch tests, you know, 20-whatever years ago. It's just, wow. Like, it, there has to be a better way. That is just so brutal. So uh, our best wishes to William, and uh, We'll, we'll have more on that. As the show goes on, we're going to kick it off with our first guest, Isu Inkebold of Cherry Creek Cheer. Uh, you guys are coming off a league championship victory. T- tell us about that a little bit. Um, well, I would say that we have a lot of new girls, so you could kind of tell the nerves were a little in the air, but I would say most of us were excited because of our first win. And it was just kind of fun seeing everyone compete and just – getting back to the habit of competing in front of actual people and parents watching and the judges and just the feeling of like hitting zero with your team after you finish is one of the best feelings ever. That's really cool. For someone that hasn't been to a cheer competition, what does that look like? You know, you've got other teams there. Like you said this year, obviously it's nice to be able to compete in front of people. Kind of talk us through what that looks like. So At the Centennial League, since it's just Centennial League, there isn't that many teams in other competitions like state, but there's still a lot of people there. It's just a lot of parents, like, moving around, trying to see their kid compete when it's time for them. Um, We have a warm-up room in the back where we get three mats and one minute per mat to just warm up everything that we need, get our jitters out. Um, And that's really it. There's just a lot of people there to support you. That's super cool. Can you just tell us, like, what kind of preparation goes into preparing for leagues? Um, well, more practices, Monday, Tuesday, just extra days, like, any time to practice it, wherever we are, just kind of the night before, just running it through your head and just making sure that you're okay and knowing that you you know how to do it. That's super awesome. So you use the term... Uh, hit zero. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? I know that that's a really big deal in competitions, but for the person that doesn't particularly follow cheer, um, why is that such a big deal? So basically, the most points you can get is 100, and there's like different sections you can hit. Hitting zero means nothing falling, like none of the stunts, all the signs are good, everything's like safe basically, and it looks good. And going into that, there's points where you can get, so we have... Um, For our game day routine, we have three sections that we can score points in. The cheer, the sideline, and the dance. And just hitting zero is basically just making sure that everything hits. Now, it's pretty impressive that you did that in the first competition of the season and not even, you know, you did it before state. So how much confidence is that going to give you the rest of the way out? Um, Well, we've won all three competitions so far, and we're looking to 
win more, obviously, and um, just more preparing and knowing that you have what it takes and you know how to do it. It's just when you actually get out there, you start to get nervous, obviously. Like, you have people watching you and you have your team kind of depending on you, but we know that no matter what happens, like, the team is a team and we still love each other. All right. Well, we're going to wish you good luck the rest of the way, the cheer team, the team that cheers us all on. We like mm -hmm. to do the same, and uh, good luck in the rest of your competition. State's coming up next month and national shortly after that. Mm -hmm. Thank you. All right. We are back with Lotan Shani for this week's Freshman Funny. Lotan, it's a little bit of a slow time right before Thanksgiving, and then things kind of speed up again before winter break. But uh, we, we talked a little bit about football last week, but what's going on, man? How's life? Good. Life is awesome. What about you? I, I mean, I, I'm having a solid time, but something I'm noticing is, you know, right before Thanksgiving break, the, the work's coming on a little bit. Um, how, how How's the workload looking right now for, for your freshman year? I think I've, like, two hours of homework a night and a bunch of tests coming up. So it's kind of just hitting the high school spot to where coming from middle school to high school. And how do you feel you just kind of like adjusted to uh, just in high school so far now that we're a quarter and a half in? Well, I think just right about now it's starting to actually become high school because they were kind of just like introducing stuff the first few weeks and getting us into a flow, but now it's starting to hit. So, Lotan, earlier this week, Principal Silva made an announcement addressing primarily the freshman and sophomore class, you know, just about behavior on and off campus. How How is that in your classes when you heard him come on and talk about that? Oh, I think it's, it's reasonable because I do know people who mess around, but I feel like they should try to get the kids' names besides banning it for everyone. But, yeah, I I do think that we kind of deserve that. We, we have Principal Silva in here. A little bit of a surprise. We'll talk about more on that in just a second. But, Principal Silva, do you, do you have anything to say to say about the, uh, the, the off-campus situation for underclassmen? Yeah, I, I think that the point that we'd want to identify the individuals who are probably causing the problem is totally fair. Um, that really is our goal because rather than punishing an entire class, we'd rather work with individuals who um, have behaviors that we should correct. So uh, hopefully the there will be enough energy around the letter and the announcement that we'll start to get those names from students um, or, or maybe even photos of students who are acting poorly off campus so we can address those individuals. Because we really don't want to get to the point where our ninth and 10th graders lose those uh, off-campus privileges. Now, Loton, I want to ask, while you do still have off-campus privileges and hopefully they continue, do you, do you have a favorite lunch spot off-campus yet? Um, I really like Jimmy John's. Tokyo Joe's, too. They have that really cheap kids meal. Thingy. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty nice when you're running low on money and you just go there and grab some food. But... I mean, kind of all the food kind of gets old every day. You're going to the same exact spots. But yeah, I mean, you have to deal with it ninth and tenth grade. Um, I would like to reiterate that we are the only school in the district, I think, that has off-campus privileges for freshmen and sophomores. So it does it does beat school lunch, but 
Otan use it wisely, and uh, we know you make we know you make good decisions. So Lotan Chini this week's uh, freshman spotlight, and and I lo- maybe the best segment every week. Always great to hear from you, Lotan. Hey, we are back with the segment Hot Take. We have Michael and Braylon back again. We're always happy to have you guys. So, recently in the NBA, uh, the our star player, Nikola Jokic, was ejected one game for uh, basically uh, just shoulder-checking. Uh, was it Marquis for Marcus It wasn't Marcus just a shoulder-check, but yeah. It was one of the Morris brothers, yeah. Well, yes. So, yeah, that brings us to our question. Uh, was Nikola Jokic justified in doing that? No. He wasn't. Because, for one, he didn't – Morris didn't really do too much for him to be able to just hit him like that. With him not even seeing where he's at or anything like that. His whole back was turned, and he just ran up on him, and then he pushed him in the back. So, I would like to add that Nikola Jokic did do this in retaliation to – what most people deem a hard foul. So does that change your mindset at all? No, I mean, it was a hard foul, but for him to retaliate like that, it was just a little much, you know. It wasn't that necessary. He could have just went to the free throw line, you know, tried his little free throws, got the ball back. But, you know, he didn't ha- know how to manage his anger and uh, got the best of him. So, Michael, do you have any uh, thought on this? He overreacted. Um, and I think that because it was just a foul. What Jokic did was very intentional and very, like, over the top. So, yeah. Again, I would just like to point out that the foul the foul before. <laughs> uh, the foul before. I think, I'm pretty sure it was Marcus Morris. But uh-huh. he, uh, he did uh, just kind of foul him in a time where there was, like, three seconds. There was, like, a second left, and it was a half-court shot. Uh-huh. So the foul, I feel like, was intentional. It was, but that's what's wrong with the NBA. They're all soft now. You know, he would have never made it. Jokic would never make it in the 90s and 80s, you know. Uh, I think they're getting a little too soft right now. Um, yeah, he got fouled. It was a hard foul. It was intentional. You know, Morris knew what he was doing. But for him to, to retaliate like that, it was just like, you know, just let his emotional got the best of him. That's all. So, so I guess follow-up for both of you. Mm-hmm. It, Jokic got suspended a game. Jimmy Butler got fined. Some other Heat players got fined. For kind of es- for allegedly trying to escalate the situation, yeah. did did the punishment fit the crimes? Just just one game for Jokic. Yeah, I think so. I mean, one game should do it. I mean, it just it just he just made a mistake. You know, it wasn't like um, he's been having these type of situations where he's uh, you know been getting into fights and all that. You know, it's just like I said, his emotions got the best of him. So one game should be good. So. One game's good. One game's good. Um, going back to, like, the Jimmy Butler thing, I feel like they were just trying to get their teammates back. So I don't really know if that should get – I don't really know if they should get fined for that. But I know there's certain rules in the NBA that um, if you step on the court or something while there's um, an altercation going on, you get fined. But they were just trying to have their uh, teammates back. Now, did you all see Tyler Hero kind of back off? Because, like, the guy was scared of Jokic. I mean, I would be too. <laughs> I mean, I would be just like Tyler Hero. Um, and his brothers, uh, where they're from, Serbia? Yeah, the, Yo- yeah, the Jokic yeah. brothers they look trending like, on Twitter. They look like uh, mobsters, so I, I would leave them alone <laughs> as well. You know, I think that um, Jokic and his brothers could probably uh, solo the heats by themselves. So I'm not mad at Tyler Hero. You know, he made a business decision. So. Yeah. A business decision? Yeah, uh, I got that. 
Okay, swinging from one joker to the other. Uh, yesterday what we a did. Segue. Wow. <laughs> I know. We uh. So last week we uh, we debated if Superman was better than Batman. Mm-hmm. And this week uh, we're just gonna ask what was the who is the best DC villain? Villain? I mean, I like the Joker. I like all you know, like the Batman, Bane, Joker, all that. But I can't really answer that now. If you ask like my cousin or something like that, he probably would be able to just. He could talk about this for like two hours, but um, my favorite is the Joker. I don't know who's the best, but I'll just go with the Joker. So, uh, the best is the Reverse Flash, and this is why: because to to kill his uh, enemies, he doesn't kill them in present day. He goes back in time, time travels to kill them, which is pretty crazy, and no one else does that. But I, I feel like I feel like going back to the Nikola Jokic, like that's like hitting someone in the back. You can't do anything if you go back in time, fight him. That's what makes him a villain, you know. Like, you know, that's that's his job. He's supposed to do like the dirty stuff that you know you wouldn't, you're not supposed to do, you know. Like, that's what he's supposed to do. So, with that logic, is Nikola Jokic the new villain of the NBA? I mean. I- no, because it's you know it's just one little situation, you know. I I like it. it. Year, I I know, like so what I he did. This game, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I like it too. But I just don't think that um, it was just necessary. I think since like you said, it was like what was the situation? I didn't watch the game, but have you seen the clip? I saw the okay, clip, yeah. but I don't know like what time it was, halftime, end of the game. Like you know, it's just like two minutes left. Yeah, see, like no, you know. it was it was a it was a buzzer beater attempt. Attempt? Yeah, it was. He like shot it from like half court. It um, was at halftime, so the shot was pretty meaningless. Yeah, that's that, that's my point. Like you know, that it just wasn't necessary for the time. But yeah. Well, all right. Uh, again, just thank you guys for coming on. We enjoy your conversations thank every you, week. You. Thanks for having us. Of course, we'll, we'll see you next week. Yes, we'll catch Braylon and Michael next week for the next episode of Bruins Take. I'll say it again, Tyler. I like what Nikola Jokic did. And, you know, some character from the reigning MVP. I mean, he's known as the guy who got drafted during a Taco Bell commercial. And now he also has that. So, you know, giving giving the MVP some more credit. Except the Warriors and Steph Curry have been looking pretty good so far. So Steph Steph Curry could be coming for him. Yeah, yeah they've, they've been looking good. But I don't know. With, you can never count Nikola Jokic out. So, All right, Kel. You have a very unique situation today, and by your side is Principal Silva. Tell us what tell us what's going on in your life today. Yeah, so Mr. Silva's shadowing me today. So he's been coming to all my classes with me today, had to do the work that I was doing. In fact, he did some integrals in, in Calc AB today, and Don't I was pretty means. impressed. He did the whole worksheet, the front page of the worksheet. So I was pretty impressed. He, he remembered some stuff. Yeah, Principal Silva, tell us a little bit more about the shadow program. Yeah, so I want to give Eagle Crest credit because we copied this from Eagle Crest. They <laughs> did this three years ago, and we've been wanting to do it, but with COVID, it just delayed things. And so finally this year, we we were able to to shadow a student. And so we started off with a few meetings this year where we got to define the type of experience that we would want. And because I'm the principal, I got to um, do it twice uh, because I wanted different experiences. I think that it would be valuable to, to get to see what it's like to, um, to, to travel Cherry Creek High School in different ways. 
And so I got to shadow a senior boy last week, and now this week I'm shadowing Kel. So it's been awesome. What has been some of your favorite parts of, of the program and being around a, a full class schedule for a day? Yeah, so I've enjoyed the classes. I found really all of them pretty interesting and found myself wanting to go back for more. So that's a good thing. <laughs> nice. um, but then also really just the the organic conversations that you have with the student when you're walking around all day. So today when Kel and I were at lunch together, um, we get to talk a lot about the college process, which is awesome because I'm so far removed from that, that I remember what it was like to get the energy from going through that experience. And I don't have anything like that now. So you get to live through the students. And so to hear everything that Kel is experiencing was, was awesome. And I've known Kel for a long time, um, not just as a student, and so it's it's made this experience pretty special. The, that's that's an awesome experience, and I think that like doing stuff like that is a great way to like connect and really see what students are doing. Is there any like negatives that you've seen today? Um, negatives today? No, I don't really think I have seen any. And same with last week, I there there weren't any um, negatives other than the fact that. I have a lot of emails that I'm going to have to address later, <laughs> but that's okay because I think the the snapshot of a, a day in the life of a student is far more valuable than, than anything else I'd be doing in my office. So yeah, I, I don't really think I can think of any negatives. I got two for you. One, you got sweats and a sweatshirt on today. So first of all, what's it like to wear that to work when yesterday I saw you in a suit? True. And also, how, how's all the walking been? I mean, that's have you gone up the IC tunnel during a passing period today? Because that is always the most brutal part of my day. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to take advantage of the opportunity to, to wear sweats. I definitely will wear jeans on Fridays because it's appropriate. But rarely do I get to wear sweatpants. So because today I'm a student, it felt like the t-shirt, the hoodie, and the sweats were the way to go. And I've loved it. So it's actually... Um, motivating to want to maybe even shout a third and fourth student just so I can keep wearing sweats. <laughs> <laughs> can we get a petition to, if there's snow on the ground, sweats are appropriate for, for staff and faculty? Oh, yeah, I'd be fine with that. I think we already have some who do that anyway. So <laughs> we have some who wear T-shirts and shorts every day. So And they're not PE teachers either. <laughs> oh. does How does this bring you back to your days as a classroom teacher and little known that you, you taught Spanish here. Yes, I did teach Spanish. And, you know, that was a great experience because you get to work with kids in, in a, in your four walls and it's about your content. But what's so different about this is the first five minutes of each class, I have to kind of adjust my brain and think, okay, we're done with senior seminar now. And I'm putting that behind me. And now I'm moving into, um, AP micro, which is completely different. Yeah. <laughs> so that's been really valuable to jog that part of my memory of moving to six different totally um, content areas and trying to activate that part of your, your brain. And so it definitely makes me admire you guys because you do that on a daily basis. Um, I guess my last question for you is, uh, along with that, what are some other things that you've just kind of learned from shadowing students? Um... So I think the two students that I shadowed are quite a bit different on paper. And, but, but what was really nice about being with both is they have very clear visions and plans. And so when you look at students from a computer screen, 
you can see things like GPAs, classes, maybe address, all those types of demographics. But when you actually spend time with them, you learn so much more than what's on that piece of paper. You learn about their their goals and what their plan is, what they care about, what what excites them. And um, so you just don't get that from a computer screen or you don't get that from just passing in the hallways and the simple high and by. So um, that's that's been awesome for me to, to see that no matter how different these two kids are, they both have a plan and a dream and a goal and a vision. And that's that's been awesome. Kel, last question of the week is, well, it's going to go to you. Uh, what, right, how would you rate this experience? You know, it's been really fun. I have liked it just because, you know, for me, I live with a teacher and an administrator. So I get a lot of that interaction with this is what my day looked like as a student. What did your mom, what did your day look like as a math teacher? And then dad, what did your day look like as an administrator? And so I think I have a unique experience just because that's what my everyday life is. But it's kind of fun having, you know, Mr. Silva shadow me. Like he said, I've known him almost my whole life. So it's kind of fun having him shadow me. And I've gotten a sneak peek a little bit at some of the things he does in a day-to-day basis. You know, at lunch, he took a phone call, like what we were talking about (laughs) earlier, about some of the media stuff that's happening with just a simple statement that he put out to the students. So as a principal, you know, he gets a lot of emails, and it's, it's interesting to see his side of it a little bit too. So it's been a fun day. Well, there you have it. A very unique and cool experience. We got playoff football coming up tomorrow night as Cherry Creek tries to go for their third title in a row. And another great week here on Bruins Take for Kel McDavid, Tyler Tolbert. I'm Benjamin Paris, and we will see you next week right here on Bruins Take.